Hi, dance friends. I'm Margaret Fuhrer, editor and producer of the Dance Edit newsletter and podcast. This time, we have one of ballet's most brilliant performers with us. Jeanette Delgado was a principal dancer with Miami City Ballet for more than a decade. She gave just electrifying performances in the company's repertory of Balanchine ballets and other staples of the neoclassical canon. Since leaving the company in 2019, Delgado has begun exploring many different parts of the dance world. She appeared in Steven Spielberg's West Side Story film. She's danced in some high-profile commercials. She's also moved to the other side of the rehearsal studio, setting ballets and working with the young dancers of American Ballet Theater's studio company. In her new freelance life, as you'll hear, Delgado has prioritized staying open to all kinds of opportunities, not setting a specific track for herself necessarily, but rather following her heart and her gut. And recently, her path has led her back to the stage. This month, she's performing alongside a bevy of other beautiful dancers in Twyla Tharp's program at New York City Center. She'll be dancing two stone-cold Tharpian classics in the Upper Room and Nine Sinatra songs, both of which she also performed at Miami City Ballet. So Delgado is both discovering entirely new worlds and rediscovering familiar worlds, but everything she's doing emphasizes that process of discovery. Here she is. Hi, Jeanette. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks. I'm talking with you at what feels like a a full circle moment in a way. I was remembering when Miami City Ballet made its debut at New York City Center back in 2009, and you had just been promoted to principal dancer and in the upper room was on the program during that tour. And now here you are 13 years later back at Cine Center and you're doing in the upper room for Twyla's own program. It's wild. (laughs) That's so beautiful. I mean, this experience with Twyla has felt a lot of full circle feelings. So yeah, no, it's, it's wild to kind of the thought of being back at that on, on that stage in this ballet. That's just epic. It's very exciting. Yeah, Twilight Classic. Um, Well, actually, yeah, that's sort of a good place to start, because let's go back in time a little bit and talk about this incredible run that you had at Miami City Ballet, because you danced a ton of really rich repertory there. Um, So this is a huge question, but can you talk a little about how being in that company, the artists that you work with, the ballets you danced, how did that shape you as an artist? Well, I think, actually, Twyla was the first choreographer that I got to work with and she wasn't creating anything new on us but it was the first time that you know a choreographer was in the room and we were working on her works and it was actually nine Sinatra songs which will also be on the program (laughs) and I was an apprentice and I kind of waited the whole day just watching and soaking up every little bit of the day thinking I would probably not get a chance to dance for her and then the last 15 minutes of the day she was like you in the back come and do it. And I was like, "Ah!" (laughs) and it was just the coolest experience. And I think that was sort of the beginning of Edward bringing in Alexei Ramansky and Liam Scarlett. And just then eventually Justin Peck came and worked with us. And we, I, I feel really grateful for the time I had, especially getting to work with living choreographers. Cause you know, I had done 
a bunch of the greats of Balanchine and Robbins, which I was so grateful to be able to do. And we, Edward would bring in a lot of the original dancers, Patty McBride, and, you know, they would come in and coach us and Edward would coach us. And that felt like just a huge learning and growing but I was always trying to be someone else. Like this is this person's role. You know, this is, this was this person. And I would research, I would come to New York and watch all the videos and the archives at the library, but everything felt outside of who I was kind of, you know? And I think finally getting the chance to work with people creating in the room for each of us as dancers was so just, so beneficial as an artist because I finally got to feel oh yeah who am I in this you know who is this uh, choreographer allowing to be born and to be seen and then going back to some of those classics was even more fulfilling and refreshing because then I could sort of be me in them for the first time and so um, yeah those years in Miami especially with Edward Valella was just, you know, he, he was the kind of director that he was fully present with you in the room. And he kind of asked you to be so present and so dynamic with each movement and the music. And so I think I became the dancer I am because of him, you know, and, and that group of dancers that he would always say were humans first. And so who are you and what are we saying and what are we sharing with an audience? And I think those years were special and all the dancers that I got to learn from and work with as well. There, Miami was a company, I think, of passionate movers. You know, there was, of course, all the technique and the lines and everything and the rules of ballet. But I think mostly the goal was like, are how are we moving how are we using our bodies to really move through space and and tell this story and yeah yeah finding your own voice with which to tell the story exactly well actually that so that sort of leads nicely into the next question because since leaving the company you've explored all these different other places to use that voice you danced in the Spielberg West Side Story film you did that epic Dolly Parton 5 to 9 commercial <laughs> and then a more recent commercial for Unrunning and actually all of those projects with with Justin Peck yeah um and you've also staged ballets you've worked with the ABT Studio Company now you're working with Twyla what would you say sort of guides your decision-making process as you're choosing dance projects to take on now? What are you looking for? I would say number one is the community that I'm working with. Cause I think that, I think when you leave a, a company, that's, I think to me, the biggest loss is just this feeling of you wake up every day and you go take class with people you love and that sort of ritual of always constantly being a part of a group is in a weird way. I, I miss performing. Yes. And all that, but that community is what I miss the most. And so I just, I now I'm just opening up to opportunities where I'm looking at who the group is that is involved in this. And these are dancers that are going to inspire me that I'm excited about getting to connect with even more 
on a personal level and on a professional level. And so I think that really is a driving force right now as I open up to so many new things. Yeah. What has been surprising to you about this new chapter in your life? I mean, good surprises, not so good surprises. And and how has that all changed you as an artist? Um, if it has, I mean, maybe it hasn't, maybe it's sort of confirmed things you already knew about yourself. I would say one of the biggest things I've, at least in the dancing version of projects, the fact that I can fully immerse myself and then there's a little bit of time to heal and to process. You know, I think in a company, when you sign a contract for 30, 40 weeks plus, there is a stress that comes with having to rely on your body and your fullest self for that consistent and that long and that hard of a period. And so the fact that I now these projects are for a certain period of time, and then I can like see the light at the end of the tunnel. I've been given the ability now to really push myself to the fullest as an artist in all ways, you know, not just physically, but immerse myself completely knowing that I will have a little bit of time to recuperate. (laughs) Um, So that's been, I think, something so beautiful and refreshing. Um, On the other hand, I think with these kinds of freelance opportunities, there's always that sort of this one ended what's next I don't (laughs) I don't know if another one will come and so that is a little bit of a challenge but I think being in New York really helps because the community feels like it's so open and like it's such a small world so just putting myself out there and opening up to lots of different things too because I've been doing dancing that feels like not something I've trained all my life for sometimes. And that can be scary. And so I think I've just been opening myself up to being a beginner and to, you know, the West Side Story movie. We were on a film set with, you know, for Steven Spielberg it was like, what, what life am I living? Who, who am I? I don't, <laughs> I don't know how I got here. And I think that that was really cool at a certain point in my career to sort of go back to being fresh and and learning from everyone around me and not having to feel like I need to know exactly what I'm doing as as scary as it was it also was um I feel like I've been growing a lot in learning um so many new skills and I've really been loving it <laughs> yeah can you talk a little bit too about how this particular opportunity with Twyla arose I mean at the risk of asking a very obvious question, what about this project appealed to you? (laughs) Oh, well, so many things. (laughs) But um, it was actually a really fun connection because I uh, had the opportunity last year to work with uh, ABT Studio Company, which was such a beautiful and fulfilling space working with Sasha Rodetsky and those incredibly talented young dancers. I I had never really been on the other side of the room in that, you know, as a uh, rehearsal director. And so to have my first opportunity to be there, it was just unreal. <laughs> and so they were doing um, a piece of Twyla's and they were going to film it to kind of have her approval and notes from her. And so I peeked my head in to just kind of say hi. And from there, it just sort of all 
you know, she asked Sasha, like, wait, Jeanette's in New York? Is she dancing? Um, such a cool way to to get on the phone with her. And then she was like, let's do this. Are you? And at first I thought it was going to be the stompers in Upper Room because I've done that role before. And then she was like, no, 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 I want you in point shoes. And I was like, oh, boy, <laughs> I haven't done that in three plus years. Um, so that was sort of a leap of faith knowing that just to get to work with Twyla right now in these works at this point in her career is just such a gift and that I, I, you know, I'm just grateful that she called me and asked me. Oh, what a cool path that is. That feels like something was written in the stars <laughs> that all came together that way. Yeah. So yeah, so in the upper room in Nine Snatcher Songs, the two works on this program, I mean, they're some of the greatest of Twyla's greatest hits. And they're also, as you said, they're both familiar territory for you, although now you're exploring different angles of them. But first of all, what, what from your perspective, what do you think makes these two works like new classics, quote unquote? Why are they so enduringly appealing? Hmm. I guess it's a bunch of things, at least for In the Upper Room. I think there's so much of it that is the dancers doing it. You know, like not only is there a whole generation of young people that have probably never seen it but there's a whole generation that hasn't danced it and so one of the incredible qualities of twyla is that she gets in the room with who's in front of her you know she's working with the dancer that she's working with in that moment um just like that great documentary that came out during the pandemic twyla moves you know it was like she almost always was people were navigating towards her because she's such a force and they were dancers from so many different walks of life and different styles and it was it was all about you know her working with who was in front of her and seeing what they had to say and her getting them to also say what she wanted to say and so I think that this will always be current if you always have a new generation a different generation of dancers coming to it it's going to be theirs and they're going to make it current and evolve it into their own experience well and the philip glass music is just so it's so meditative and so like you're on such a journey that i think too it's that abstract art where it can be what it is and people can make of it what they need to make of it in that moment you know it can mean whatever is important at the time Mm -hmm. because there is so much power and endurance and that feeling of like oh my God, will this end? And we're in this struggle and it's real. And so I feel like that is humanity, that it will be forever. <laughs> we will have these moments in our lifetime. And so it it encompasses so much. That's upper room. But Nine Sinatra songs, I mean, Sinatra, right? That, that music is <laughs> kind of classic. And then um, I guess all the different relationships um that you you get to experience through the songs I know for the potter that I'm doing um for, with that's life there's been kind of controversy with it that I had not even yeah. known about that I'm learning about and Twyla is definitely a woman who evolves who stays current and she we've just had so many conversations about how we make this in 2022 what we're doing to bring this into a place where the man and the woman are dancing together and they're 
see, seeing I there there's not a hierarchical patriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not this abusive yeah. relationship. There is this, it's a struggle, it's a fight, but how are they both getting their voices heard? And so that's been really fun to explore with her and make it feel current. Well, that's fascinating. Yeah. Cause there has been a lot of talk about that, that sort of feels connected to other conversations that are happening elsewhere in the dance world and beyond the dance world. Um, can you say a little more about I mean, have there been adjustments to the choreography itself, or is it more just a matter of approach? There are slight changes that she's made. They're not, I think, like so obvious, but it's been mostly about giving space for me to be able to have a stronger presence and to kind of fight and not just be like a rag doll that's getting thrown around and like just taking it. <laughs> and yeah. so it is is more a conversation of like, who I would be in that kind of scenario and how much fun I could have with this versus this feeling of feeling helpless and more like, oh no, I'm in this too. And I'm a part of this. It's not necessarily a healthy relationship all of a sudden, you know, that I think it's, it is that song. It's like, he's talking about that's life. This is, you know, there are ups and downs and we will argue and we will not see eye to eye, but how can we have an argument and still hear each other and still be heard? And so I, we're still exploring. So who knows <laughs> by um, the time of the performances, there could be even more changes, but I think it's been really great to be able to have those changes and conversations. That's so interesting to hear. I remember watching, because um, that duet was also in um, Come Fly With Me in the Broadway version that she did, expanded version of this. Yeah. And I remember Corrine Plantadit doing that duet and just being like, she's not a victim. She's right. going to eat that man alive. Yes. You know, she totally brought that energy to it. <laughs> oh, and yeah. Now it's, yeah, interesting to think about the conversations that happened before. Yeah, Twyla giving that dancer to herself and then also thinking about the context in which the dance was being performed. For sure. I remember that too. Oh, she was woo, <laughs> so much fire. I, <laughs> that's definitely inspiration for me. Yeah. Well, so, and actually, Corrine is like a Twyla lifer, and there seem to be a lot of Twyla lifers. Like she inspires this deep loyalty in the artists that she works with. Can you talk a little, you've already talked some, but can you talk a little more about what it's been like working in the studio with her? Where does that loyalty come from? I think that because I remember the first time I really, really worked with her, um, what struck me the most was this sort of underlying, she's not really saying it, but you have this energy and this sense that she, she's going to get the most out of you more than you even think is possible. And she trusts that you know how to go as far as you need to go. And so I think that that is shocking to an to a dancer to an artist. There's this feeling of like trust in okay, maybe I can go further and somehow this person believes in me. So I have to take that leap of faith and believe in myself. And I see it happening. I'm dancing alongside actually this incredibly talented dancer that just graduated from Juilliard. She's the bomb squad dancer, uh, her and I together. And it's so beautiful because she looks looking around the room and she's like, you've all been in companies. Like, what am I doing here? Kind of vibe. And I'm like, 
Twyla trusts that you have a reason to be here and you you just ride that and soak it in and work as hard as you, you can. And I've already seen her in this span of time just like grow exponentially. And it really is that thing where, especially as a young artist, if you feel that, that's huge, right? That like support and belief in you when you don't even believe it yourself is just some kind of force that she inhabits. That, And I think because she loves dancers and she loves dance so much that it's it's like she can't help but want to bring out the best in you and her works and what she's saying and so I think that that of course will develop this sense of like if she's doing something I want to be there <laughs> if she invites me I want to feel that again and again I know it is pretty cool at this point Twyla can come into New York and just sort of cherry pick I'm gonna take <laughs> these two from City Ballet and these from ABT and these from Grime and Jeanette sometime cool. yeah <laughs> let's bring her in. but you know so and you mentioned this before too is there's, there's a lot of diversity among the dancers that in terms of style and the dancers that she's working with and at the same time it feels like when you all get on stage together there is great unity among the cast can you talk a little about what you think unites the dancers in this particular cast actually especially like what are the qualities that you share that help you all hang together as a group Hmm. I feel like the strongest thing I feel in the room is that everyone maybe this sounds silly but it's everyone's really choosing to be there and wants to be there so there's like a hunger I think so many people are in different stages of their careers but there does seem to be this sense that everyone's at a point where they're also searching for just this sense of passion and creativity for what we do, you know? And so I think that alone has everyone's in the room a hundred percent, just like Twyla comes up to speak and everyone's just (laughs) into the center of the room. Like, what does she have to say? (laughs) Um, And, and the sense that, you know, how many more times will this experience really happen? Um, it feels very beautiful and unique. And then I also think that Twyla does demand a lot of rehearsal time. And I remember this with Edward. He would always, we would start Miami C Ballet every day with mandatory class. And, you know, we all had different feelings about <laughs> what that meant. And um, But there was, it, there was something about, to it now and I see that there was a coming together and sort of like we begin our days breathing and moving together so that we can have this communal before we all go into our separate rehearsals there is a moment a ritual that we all come together and I think that she's we have have been having a lot of rehearsals and kind of like run-throughs all together sort of maybe earlier than what we would be normally doing and I think that she's doing that on purpose in order for us to start breathing and and unifying and just even you know dancers in a studio laughing together and being inspired by each other because we are all sort of different movers and so the more time we've gotten to bond and and be in there watching and learning from each other I think we are sort of becoming a cohesive community that that feels really special and it'll be hard at the end we'll be like 
wait, we're not going on tour together. <laughs> like, we're not a family now. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Building that chemistry that only develops with, yeah, with time right. and exposure and experience. And yeah. Exactly. I was so happy to see you on the cast list for these Twyla shows because, I mean, I'd, I'd seen you in, you know, like the film work that you'd been doing and commercial work, but I hadn't seen you on stage in a while. And I selfishly really hope that you weren't done with live Aww. performance. Um, are you, are you, is that still part of your plan going forward too? Would you like to continue to pursue those sorts of stage opportunities? You know, talk to me on October 23rd, <laughs> after the week of performance. <laughs> no, um, I... It's really been since since I left Miami three years ago, um, yeah, 2019 of March, I haven't performed on stage. So it has been a while and I, I am grateful for this because I do feel like I am open and I'm sort of wanting to see how I feel again on stage and and experience it, whether it's the last time it happens. It does feel like a beautiful way to kind of get back on stage with pieces that I'm familiar with, but new to in a different way with a different group and all of that that we've talked about. But um, there are a few other works in the process that might get me back on stage that I'm excited about. Um, we'll see. Yeah. I <laughs> I mean, there there is something really special about film and dance on film that I think is incredible to explore. And I'm grateful I've had those opportunities. But I do miss the feeling of like, get out there, give it your all that one shot, and then you're done. <laughs> uh, there's nothing like that adrenaline rush, right? The, the nerves and the the feeling of an energy from an audience and all of that, I, I think will be really exciting to feel again. So we'll see. So what other things in dance or beyond dance, are you still eager to explore? What kind of, I mean, bucket list is a silly thing to say to someone you're as young as you are, but what other things do you have yet to check off your list? Well, I do want to start a family probably at some point. And so that's been sort of getting, that feeling is getting stronger and stronger. And it's exciting to me because I didn't know when I would start feeling that. <laughs> like so much of career as a dancer is like you know that this one track focus and it's like such an all-encompassing career that it feels like you almost don't have space or I felt like I didn't have space to even feel that and so having this time to reflect and heal and taking the time away from dance has given me this balance that I am excited that I'm feeling you know like wanting to also have some normalcy <laughs> in my life. And then I I loved working um, with the young dancers at ABT Studio Company. And I've staged some works before. And that really feels just like so beautiful because I feel like I've gotten to work with so many incredible artists in my career. And so the fact that I could give back and continue sharing and also do it in new ways is really exciting to me and I guess I also this feels like I'll say it but it's so like 
that's not going to happen. But I, I did, you know, right after West Side Story, I started taking um, acting lessons because I it was like a passion that I had as a kid, really young. But then all of a sudden, you know, got super focused on ballet. And so everything else stopped. But I sort of did it as like, just go back to what you had fun doing when you were a child kind of feeling, you know. And then since then, I've just been and moved to New York and found another acting group and just been loving exploring that world and it's an impossible crazy world to try to get into so (laughs) for now it just feels like another access to who I am and expressing myself with my voice and in different ways that that also feel like it's anytime I've gotten to do projects in dance it feels like it feels I, I come to it differently because I've been accessing this other side of myself so even if it's just for that and for the fun of it that feels like I want to keep exploring that a little more. Oh gosh, I feel like that film in particular, just because it gathered all of these incredible dancers together on one acting-driven project, I feel like all of these dancers then caught the acting bug <laughs> afterward. And I that's so exciting because now you're all branching out and doing these like different types of projects. I just love seeing that dancer energy then make its way into that community too. I mean, Ariana DeBose, I like know. look at that, look at her. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's true. And I think that that also the fact that so many people are having the success and even whatever success, but like getting to do it and bringing something else to it because they are dancers. It's so inspiring. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we all kind of were like, ooh, this is fun. (laughs) Even if like (laughs) maybe it won't happen, but just exploring it is. Yeah, it feels so, so fun and fulfilling. And that last answer also reminded me that I sort of left a hole in my list of questions, which was, I, I should have asked more about the work that you've done, like with ABT Studio Company and the work that you've done setting works and coaching and that being on that side of the studio. Can you talk a little more about about that and what that has revealed to you about yourself? Mm, what I feel sometimes in the ballet world um, like being young and growing, I I had so many, I worked with so many incredibly supportive and nurturing people. And at the same time, I had experiences that were the opposite, right? Like we all have had. And of course, in (laughs) nature of the dancer that is constantly, you know, looking in the mirror and trying to find everything wrong, I feel like a lot of times I stayed with some the negative more than the positive and they they hurt they scar you in ways that feel big and being now on the other side of the room I feel like that is like so at the forefront like giving what I wish could have been given you know and just the support and the positive energy that feels like it's already so hard what we do (laughs) it's so impossible the amount of feats that we undertake as dancers as artists and it's so vulnerable and I just feel like it's been so beautiful to be able to come to the front of the room and and make that a priority you know just like I just want to uplift you all because what you're doing is incredible (laughs) just I want to remind you of that so that you can just come with your fullest self and be exactly who you are without any of the other silly baggage that really is not necessary. And I'm obviously getting emotional. So it's I'm passionate about it. And it's a work in progress because I think 
I know that for me leaving Miami, I, I, there was a lot of healing that I went through and taking time away was really important because I didn't want to be to like bring any of that stuff with me into the room, you know, um, especially if it starts to become subconscious. And, and, and that's what I also have found being on the other side of the room, realizing, oh, a lot of times those people were not evil. <laughs> they just did not know what they were doing. And they were going on autopilot of what was done to them, right? It's those cycles. Mm-hmm. And so taking that time to reflect and heal and be in therapy and, and all these things, I think, was really important to me. And so now I'm I'm really grateful to have had the chance to now put it into practice and, and actually then go into the room and, and share with that kind of open heartedness and freedom from my own past that I wouldn't want to continue and why I would want to continue it in an evolved, more supportive way. Yeah. It's really beautiful to see you and 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 others, I think as well, sort of of this generation rising as mentors who are working really consciously to stop those cycles, as you're saying, those cycles of trauma that have been in ballet for so long that teachers traumatize others because that was what was done to them. And now there's much greater awareness building around that and also self-awareness, right? You know, what, what, what was done to me and how can I prevent that from happening again? That's really, that's really special um, and really important. Very important. (laughs) Telling you things you already know. Um, But I guess I'll, I'll finish with a classic bad job interview question. Where do you see yourself in five years and in 10 years are you on stage on screen at the front of a rehearsal studio somewhere outside of dance entirely or or some combination of the above what do you see five years i i do want to dream and put out there that i am still dancing and having running around with a child or more we'll see (laughs) whatever is in the cards um yeah, and still exploring myself as an artist in whatever ways that, you know, I think um, I was really fortunate growing up in Miami. It sort of, my career just sort of unfolded because it was my home and I was in the school and then dancing with the company. And then I was able to just move swiftly into the company without dealing with auditions and all that stress. It was so grateful. And I think it also allowed me to have this freedom to flow with what comes of course there are always little goals and and things to 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 work on and strive for but I I am sort of trying to feel into that same go with what is speaking to you and open up to what is meant for you without this feeling like I have to plan it all (laughs) so I'll stick to the five years and (laughs) who knows about 10 I don't know (laughs) yeah yeah just maintaining openness Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's so healthy (laughs) I mean not always easy (laughs) to do (laughs) but that's what we're hoping for (laughs) well Jeanette thank you so much for for coming on today and listeners in the show notes we've got a link to Jeanette's social accounts so you can keep up with all of her various projects including the upcoming Twilight Art program And we also have a link to New York City Center's website, which has more information about those performances. And I'm so looking forward to seeing you on stages and screens and at the front of classrooms and beyond in the future. 
Thank you so much. This was awesome. Thank you again to Jeanette. We have all those links as promised in the show notes. If you are in or around New York City, that Twyla program is a must-see. Thanks to all of you for listening. Keep learning, keep advocating, and keep dancing. <laughs>